what is up my friend it is so good to be back on here um again it is just me today me you and the lord because one i've been slammed let me tell you i had anatomy just every five seconds it felt like um i literally can't remember if i have done an episode since then but i did have not think i have the ovarian cyst issue so then I was kind of behind on school so anyways long story short hi I miss y'all like seriously my life feels so weird without posting a podcast episode so the consistency of course has not been there um especially this semester like I I am kind of up sad that I'm not posting as consistently but but in that time I've been able to rest which is good and I struggle with rest because I'm a very busy person and that's not like a bad busy it's just I love to be busy I love to be doing things and I have a lot of things on my plate so I kind of kind of eating it up you know but with that being said there were things that I just didn't have time for and I wish this wasn't one of those things that kind of was on the back burner but it was um and I will be doing better at that um but next week is spring break and I plan on having an episode for it a a a but I just want to let y'all know kind of what's been going on so it's been crazy but I had to make up an anatomy exam the other day because I missed it for <laughs> my little rupture situation um so yeah that was a whole thing um but making it up I was sitting there and I've been studying for weeks actually because I had studied and then leading up to the exam and then the day of the exam I had to go to the emergency room and then I got another week after that but I was catching up on all my other homework so I had been studying for weeks for this exam and I'm sitting there like uncontrollably shaking like I was so nervous it was right after anatomy class I had heard so many mixed reviews some people were like the makeup exam is so much harder so be ready and then some people were like no it's the same level some people said it's easier so I didn't know what to think so I'm getting so anxious this whole time and I'm just sitting there sweating like actually sweating it was nasty and it was just it was crazy to me but getting back to that I've played in a pickleball tournament. If you're interested in pickleball, if you've even thought about it, if you know people who have played it, go play pickleball. Go play pickleball, okay? And I really, truly mean that. Go play pickleball. It is so fun. I played in a pickleball tournament with my friend Brett, and uh, he went on the mission trip with us, um, like with me. We went together, and it was super, super fun. Um, But it was so, so fun. Uh. And it was for Breakaway, and they're doing their Shalom project, which is a whole other thing that I would love to help on here and talk about another time. Um, I'm trying to think of all the things to update. I definitely should start writing things down just to tell y'all because I have so many weird, random, funny stories that happen throughout the week. But one thing I really loved about this pickleball tournament is because it was kind of a last minute thing, but kind of loved it it was so fun and it was just so cool and of course I love meeting new people and I love making new friends and so we met these two twins there they actually lived in Brett's apartment complex which was so funny um but they were just chit-chatting with us and we played a game with them and they were they were like low-key good like they knew they were good I did not know they were good until we actually started playing a game and they weren't even trying. And I'm sitting over here running all across the court and they're literally not breaking this wet. And they're asking us questions, talking while they're playing. And I'm one of those people who's super competitive, but 
I've gotten a lot better about it. I'm not as obnoxious as I used to be about it, but we're like playing and they're just asking me questions. And I'm like, this is not the time. Okay. This is not the time for questions. I am busy trying to, trying to whoop y'all, but obviously they didn't care about that. Anyways, it was really funny and it was really fun, but these guys, like they, they didn't know about this tournament and they, they were there just happening, like happened to be playing at the same time. And they didn't even know about the tournament. And so then we were like, are you guys playing in the tournament? And they were like, what tournament? And so we got to tell them and they're like, yeah. And so they signed up, but they signed up separately, which I'm confident that they could have won if they played together because they were both so good and they both played tennis in high school. So pickleball and tennis kind of translate to each other. Um, or at least tennis makes pickleball easier, not maybe vice versa. But it was so, it was so interesting. And so they they split up because they purposely wanted to meet people. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Brett, why didn't we do that? That would have been such a good idea because of course, like I've been talking about this a bunch, but we really are making a point to be more bold in our faith and make a point to be more personable with people because that's what we're called to do. We're called to be different. And if we're doing the same things as everybody else, are we really being different? And so anyways, that's a whole, again, a whole other topic, but I thought this was so cool that they did that. So a little bit of inspiration for you. If you ever plan on playing in a pickleball tournament, maybe go into it looking for an extra friend. Um, Make a friend, go play with a random person. You never know who you're going to meet because they were really super cool, super fun. But going back to my exam, okay, that would have been a great lead into what we're talking about today. Um, and, And I've been thinking about this for a few days because obviously I missed last week's episode. And so I was like, well, I don't even know what to talk about. Last week I was at a loss. I said, I'm so mentally drained from studying and all the social things that I had to be doing. And I said, I don't even know what to talk about. Like I prayed about it. Nothing, nothing came to mind. And me being at a loss for words is kind of a lot to say. So I was like, maybe this week we should skip. And I didn't even bother posting on Instagram either to tell y'all. So sorry about that. Just left y'all in the dark. Um, but it was just so interesting I just didn't have anything that I felt like I was being led to talk about. And I also feel like I was struggling a little bit in my faith. I'm just going to be completely transparent with you guys um, because that's kind of what we're here to do. I wasn't struggling in my faith as in not believing in God or anything, but it was just a struggle to where I was struggling getting in the word and I was struggling to um, make my time with the Lord a priority. And I think I was just so distracted by everything in my life at the time. So I wasn't really prioritizing him and I've just been studying and been slammed. I had three exams last week. And so I was crazy stressed and it was not that that's an excuse at all because I heard this quote, JP actually said it, but it was a quote from somebody else. So he was quoting somebody that said, Oh, it was Martin Luther. Yeah. Not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther. So way back, way back in the day, he said, I have, so much to do today. I need to spend three hours in prayer before I can get it all done. And I, or before I can get to it or something so that he can get it all done. And it like really blew my mind because I mean, I am constantly reminded if you ever need a reminder about a busy schedule, go listen to any one of JP's communication, like talks about Okay. Also, let me preface this by saying this talk is not about busy schedule. Like this is just me talking before the episode starts. Um, (laughs) But if you ever want to talk about a busy schedule, go listen to anything by JP. Like he has so many good sermons about 
busyness and it's always very convicting um but he basically says like prioritize the your relationship with the lord and your quiet time with him and it will all just fall into place everything else will just it'll it'll all happen and he always he said like what's the worst thing what's the worst thing that can happen if one of those things that are on your priorities list doesn't happen and so when you really put that into perspective you're like you're right you know my cramming can wait because the reason that I'm cramming is because I procrastinated. Why did I procrastinate? Probably because I was scrolling on my phone too much. I prioritized too much of my social time. Not that social time is a bad thing, but at some point, you know, being college students, we have to prioritize school as well. And so it's my fault that I'm procrastinating and that I'm having to cram for an exam that should not take away from what the Lord is trying to teach me through his word. And that's something that I've been learning a lot this past like week and a half, two weeks. And I just struggled to find, to find time for the Lord when in reality I was supposed to be prioritizing my time with him. And so I was getting like so anxious. Like I walked into my exam and I'm sitting there like physically shaking. Like I haven't been that anxious in a really long time. And you know, the time when I was the most anxious was right after my concussions. And I, I had this anxiety that I don't even know how to explain. I was never, I've never really been a super anxious person. Um, and I'm kind of just a go with the flow gal. I don't really plan things. I don't like to plan things. I kind of just like to go with whatever's going on. Um, and so anyways, I'm sitting there so stressed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't felt like this in so long. And so anyways, I'm sitting there and I just instantly am taken to Philippians, you know, because I've been reading that a lot. And, um, and I had, we had read it recently. And of course, you know, we, you hear this verse all the time. So this is not something new. Um, just so you know, this is not a new thing, but I want to kind of break down kind of what's going on. Um, but the anxiety that I felt like with my concussions and leading up to all of that. And after that, um, was anxiety that made me feel like now this is going to sound crazy, but it made me feel like I needed to like scratch my skin. Like I just felt like I needed to escape the skin that I was in. And that sounded weird. I didn't, wasn't self-harming myself, but I would just like scratch my neck. It was never like hurting me, but I just felt like I needed to escape the skin that I was in. I felt trapped and I felt like I just wanted to cry. And of course those are anxiety attacks or panic attacks or whatever you call them. And so anyways, that that's the type of anxiety I felt. And when I really dug into the word and I started my podcast, that anxiety tended to like fizzle out. And so I hadn't had anxiety in a really long time, but I'm going into this test and I'm like, why the heck am I so anxious? And of course, part of that reason is because I haven't been in the word. And to be quite frank with you now, everybody's anxiety is different. So this is not like a mold. Like if you're in the word, your anxiety goes away. I'm not saying that. And I'm I just want you to know that I am not trying to discredit your anxiety or your depression or anything like that. I'm saying that I have noticed that my anxiety tends to go away, fizzle, or becomes way more manageable when I'm in the word. And that's something that we aren't told about because a lot of times now some anxiety disorders do need medication. And I'm, again, not knocking that at all. And I do think with anxiety and stuff, go see somebody 
but the word is so powerful and our God is so powerful. So don't discredit him and think that he can't heal you of this anxiety. That is not something that you have to live with and that's not something that's permanent. So just know with the power of our God that you have, he has the ability to take that anxiety from you. So don't put him in that box saying that he can't do that. He can heal you of your anxiety. You just have to believe in him, have faith, and continually, continuously ask him to take that anxiety from you. But anyways, so Paul, I don't know if y'all know about him. This this guy, I've talked about him a lot because I'm really digging into the word and what he's been talking about a lot recently. Um, but Philippians is just a great, I mean, it's just a great book of the Bible. Take some time to dig through it take your time with it too. Don't, don't just read it, really study it. Um, because it has just so much good stuff in it. Um, but anyways, I want to show you guys. Okay. Yes. So Paul, if you don't know a lot about Paul, he's not only just one of the most infamous apostle, like apostle Paul is he wrote a lot of the books of the, of the gospel, not the gospel of the new Testament. And, um, he's pretty, he's a pretty special guy. Now I want you to know he's special from our point of view, right? After hearing and reading his word that he has written, that the Holy spirit had given him the ability to write. We see a lot of times in his, if you really study his work, like what he has written, you will realize that he wasn't as spectacular like he wasn't some special guy. Now, I don't mean to like discredit him at all, but he wasn't a great speaker. Like he, I'm, I've heard from multiple accounts that he had a sort of like a stutter, um, but he wasn't a great speaker. And he mentions anxiety multiple times in Philippians. He, he mentions it two times from what I've worked on, but he's also mentioned it in other books. So I want you to know that Paul, one of the most famous people from the Bible, one of the most like People who aren't Christians know about Paul. He struggled with anxiety. And I hope that that kind of gives you sort of relief to know, oh my word, one of the most, I mean, he, one of the most influential people in the Bible, like his, the, the, the books that he wrote have had so much of an effect and he has so, the Holy Spirit used him for great things. Um, and it was, it's really encouraging to know that somebody, somebody like that, somebody that was used so well had anxiety and it was, it was, it was rough anxiety. So I want to kind of share with you Philippians four, six through seven. And I want you guys to kind of take, uh, actually, no, we're not going to read that one first. I'm going to read a little bit of a passage. Now I just kind of want to break it down for you. Philippians 2, this is the first time that um, Paul mentions anxiety in Philippians. Um, he says, but I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. Okay, now stick with me because it's kind of a longer passage. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him and not on him and not on him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. 
I underlined it, circled it, highlighted it, and said example of anxiety. Now, that sounds so silly because it just says that he would have less anxiety. But again, Paul, who spoke in front of multitudes of people and had just such a bold and courageous faith, and he wasn't a great speaker, and he had anxiety, and he struggled with those same things that we literally struggle with today because we feel sometimes I've I feel at least some sort of disconnect between us and who is in the Bible because it just feels like the problems they had sometimes don't really relate to us. It's like, okay, this is going to sound bad, but y'all got stoned. Okay, we don't stoned as in throwing stones at them, not the other kind of stone that happens in our generation. Anyways, um, but we don't have the the issue of some of the things that they had. Um. And so it almost feels like there's a disconnect sometimes. But when when it comes to Paul right here, he is one of the most influential people in the Bible, but also he is most one of the most relatable people. I mean, if you know his story, Paul used to be Saul. He he killed like thousands of Christians. Thousands of Christians. And then the Lord completely transfor- transformed him and changed his name and now he's Paul. And is that if that's not worse than your story like i don't know what is because paul literally was one of the worst like he murdered christians and then he became one of the most influential christians and followers of jesus that the world knows and that the bible knows and so it's really encouraging to know that a story like that is so relatable in an aspect that we were once so deep in sin and the Lord completely transformed us and gives us the opportunity to completely transform through the Holy Spirit. And so knowing that he had those similar issues that and struggles that we had is so encouraging. And anyway, so we'll get to Philippians 4, 6 through 8 now, or 6 through 7. So it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I wanted to read this because it's something that is always read. And I know your brain probably checked out at do not be anxious because you're like, oh, my gosh. It's it's like when somebody says, "Um, oh, man, I'm so sad. And the person responds with, oh, don't be sad. It's like, what do you mean? Don't be sad. That's not a solution. That's not helpful. Like, in what world is telling somebody, oh, just don't be sad? That's just not helpful. And so, basically, why I'm telling you this is because I'm sitting in my test, and I'm about to take my test, and they're calling roll and doing all the things, and I'm sitting there stressed, and then I remember this verse, and I didn't even remember the do not be anxious part. Like, of course, that's the, the part our brains usually go to, but I remember this from a talk and from reading Philippians, which again, so important that we're digging in the word and studying it for ourselves and not just listening to other people talk about it. But I remembered this because I said, no, he's not just saying, don't be anxious. He's not just saying, Hey, knock it off. Just don't, just don't do it. He's saying here. Okay. Here's why you shouldn't be anxious. And here's how you stop that anxiety from happening. He says, but in every situation by prayer and petition. Okay. Prayer, pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward prayer. Like stop right then. You feel that anxiety coming on. You feel that, you feel that attack coming on. You stop and you pray. That's, I mean, that's like pretty, pretty, 
basic thing that you, I feel like we all know, right? We all are like, okay, yes, prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't instantly take it away. Mm, Okay. Let's be so for real right now. Let's really dig deep as to why you truly believe that prayer cannot solve your problems. Okay. Prayer can solve your problems. We just have such little faith sometimes that we go into prayer with the idea that, oh, this isn't just going to get fixed right now. In what world, in what world do we believe that God cannot fix something right then, right there and give you peace and give you joy in that moment instead of anxiety? When does it say in the Bible, okay, it takes three to four business days for the prayer to get answered? No, it says in his time. Well, maybe that is his time. Say, Lord, right now, please give me peace and give me like no anxiety. He literally could take that anxiety away from you right then and there and give you peace. Right then and there. You truly have to have faith. Like that you have to believe that it's gonna happen. You can't just pray it and just just pray it to check that off the list, right? Okay, it says prayer and petition. Petition is a formal written request, typically one signed by many people appealing appealing to authority with respect to a particular cause. Um also that's as a noun. A verb is make or present a formal request to an authority with respect to a particular cause. Okay. Now I wanted to read this because I'm not going to lie. I didn't know how to explain petition. Um, at first I was like prayer and petition. Yeah. You know, in my head it makes sense, but how do I verbalize what petition is? Basically it's just presenting a request to the Lord prayer and petition. You're praying and you're requesting the Lord to give you peace and no anxiety, right? So there, there, those are two steps, two great steps. Now, this is the one, this is the part that I think is the most, almost the most humbling and also the most eye-opening and revealing is, I'll reread this first. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Okay. This is the one I think we miss very often. Not only do you pray and you present your request to the Lord, but you do that with thanksgiving. Now, you're probably saying the last thing that I want to do when I have major anxiety going on is to pray with thanksgiving. Let me just stop you there and say, I thought the same thing. Like I literally thought the same thing. And I said, now, Lord, in the moment, the last thing I'm going to want to do is say, Lord, thank you for this anxiety. You know, thank you for this feeling that I have. And I was instantly humbled. Okay. For example, when I was about to take my test. Now, the people listening are probably like, you got anxious over a test. I get anxious about life. Yes, I also get anxious about life sometimes, but I'm using this as an example because it literally happened last week to me or two weeks ago, I guess now. But the Lord has really put this topic on my heart so heavily because of this exact reason. But I wanted to literally say like, it changed my life. I had never never in my life prayed a prayer like I did. Instead of sitting there, I didn't even pray for the Lord to take away my anxiety in that moment. Like literally didn't even get to that point. 
because I'm sitting there and before I can even get to the request aspect of my prayer, my anxiety disappears. And it wasn't like some magical poof, it's gone. And I'm like, whoa, oh my goodness, I'm healed. Like, no, it was something that was slow and it was steady because as my prayer went on, my anxiety got less and less and less. My prayer literally started with, thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to take this test. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to get this education at this school. Thank you, Jesus, for the lunch I had today. Thank you, Jesus, for the community I have surrounding me that are literally praying for this test right now. Thank you, like on and on and on. Everything in my head that had happened that day, and then I continued with everything that happened the day before, and then I continued with thank you for the health of my family. Thank you for the health of myself. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. As I'm going on, my anxiety's gone. By the time I take the test, which I did well on, might I add, praise the Lord. But as I'm taking the test, I don't have a lick of anxiety in me. Because the Lord said, he gave us instructions in Philippians through Paul. Do not be anxious about anything, nothing, zilch. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You might get to the point where you're like, Lord, thank you for everything, but please, please, for the love of Pete, take this anxiety away. Like, maybe not the love of Pete, because I don't really even know who Pete is, but you get what I'm saying. So just know, next time, set a reminder on your phone. If you're somebody who gets anxiety major, bad, probably much worse than me, I know a lot of people do, and I'm not saying that there are clinical forms of anxiety. But then like myself, those are forms of anxiety that are just insane. Now, I also want to look, and I meant to say this at the beginning. <laughs> this was going to be my lead-in to this, but I've just forgot. I looked up statistics about anxiety in Gen Z. Now, there's a lot of anxiety in the other generations, but I have seen multiple articles in the past couple weeks about Gen Z being the highest like the, the, the problem that our generation faced the most is anxiety and depression. It says nine out of 10 Gen Z struggle with anxiety. Eight out of 10 are battling depression. Nine out of 10, nine out of 10 people in our generation struggle with anxiety and eight out of 10 struggle with depression. Now that absolutely blows my mind that is crazy to me because right now you can see our generation is on fire for Jesus they are on fire you can see it the revivals happening across the country and I know people have been talking about it like crazy but our our generation's on fire for Jesus yet we are the highest generation with anxiety and I can promise you when that statistic comes back out and all these kids that are on fire for Jesus are going to say no no, 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 that statistic is not true anymore because I've been healed of anxiety. And I really say that with such boldness because I truly believe that our generation not only has the highest form of anxiety, but it will have the quickest healing of anxiety because of how on fire people are for Jesus. And I truly believe that with not only this verse, but just digging in the word, anxiety will be something that we know how to help. Us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we have the ability, the knowledge in this Bible to literally help people 
be free of the anxiety and depression that this world has taken a toll on us with. And I think that through the Holy Spirit, obviously, he's working through us daily and sanctifying us. I think it's crazy to me that we we have this, these two verses right here, and it seems so simple. And you're probably like, girl, what are you talking about? You're telling me that if I just pray our prayer of Thanksgiving, hey, don't put that on me right now. But I really, truly, truly believe deep down in my heart that if we take our eyes off of us and our problems going on and we put our eyes and our focus on Jesus and thank him for everything he's done in our life, that anxiety will start to shrivel out. That anxiety, that depression, that thought process, he will, he frees us. He, we have put him in this box saying he couldn't free us from depression and anxiety, but man, he does. And he freed me from depression and anxiety. And I will continuously tell people that. And I will continuously share with people that I am a new person because of Jesus and what he's done into my life and how he has healed my anxiety and depression. And I truly believe that through Philippians 4 through, not 4, 6 through 7, that that we truly can utilize those verses if we really break them down and look at what they're doing to help with our anxiety. But I had literally so many verses pulled out, but I really think that that's just going to do it for today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for, for just being patient with me on the podcast episodes. I love y'all so dearly. I'm going to post some more verses on the Instagram. So just be on the lookout for those. Um, but I love you guys. I hope you guys have a great week, a great spring break when it's coming up. Um, Anyways, be a light for the Lord in everything you do and be the reason someone smiles today.